Hello, hello, and welcome to this, the latest episode of the Ian Prendercast, another Carlton podcast brought to you as always by the good people at MGA Traffic and 121 Media. Both of those are looking for business, so just reach out if you've got something that they can help you out with. My name is Sean Peterbudge, and it's good to be with you after a win. It's always better to commiserate rather than, sorry, what is it? Celebrate, celebrate rather than commiserate. Um, I'm joined as always by the big Faber Ganoush. Fab, you visited God yesterday. Did yep. you confess to the time you stole footballs at Carlton training? <laughs> You're just going to release that on pod, eh? Yep. It was many a year ago. I stole, Statu- I, I stole one statute, statute of, of limitations. limitations. Statute of limitations. I stole one football. I heard you stole several footballs. It's the telechoice oh, one. How long ago was that? 10, 11, 12 years ago? Yeah. Statute. I thought I heard the way you told me. I don't know why I'm protecting anyone's identity because it was him who told me the story. You <laughs> would go and act like you were helping the property man retrieve the balls from the legend stand, but you would actually pocket. I pocketed balls. one, not balls. I pocketed no, one. No, you said. And then I left out, out of the, the legend stand. And there's like groundskeeper Willie was there. And I was like, I shit myself. Because <laughs> obviously you could exit the turnstiles at the legend stand. You can't enter them. Uh, so you didn't. you didn't. Drop that little nugget there. Didn't get the better of your conscience, and you thought, you know what? I got time. Time is now. Well, God also has a statute of limitations, so no, I didn't. How was uh, God yesterday? Say hello. You're an idiot. You don't. You don't go very often. To where? Church. You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm not going to give you anything. I'm not going to. I'm not going to put myself in that position. Fab went through a phase, uh, Doctor Davis, where he would tell me he was going to church on Sunday, and I just thought, "Why are you barefaced lying to me? I know you're lying, <laughs> and I don't care." More to the point, I actually don't give a shit. And he would often say, "No, I'm going to church. Going to church." And I asked uh, Kel, shout out to Kel, she had knew nothing about it. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> it hadn't quite been looped in on that joke by Faber Ganoush, and. Um, so and then you, suddenly Kel was worried that he was having an affair. <laughs> well, because <laughs> he sure as hell ain't going to church. Go to church. Uh, so yeah, you went to church for the first. You have two visits a year. This one, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're an idiot. Um, it worked, didn't it? Didn't I don't know. Did it? Well, we worked. Walked away with what forty five point win. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and we're also joined, of course, by <laughs> Doctor Davis. You've dried out following your twelve day bender with Mill Hannah. <laughs> How are you going? <laughs> no, I'm good, thank you very much. The fat cat is... Uh, did you catch up with Mill yesterday? I did not. Did you catch up with Mill? Well, did you go to the president's function with Mill? I did. And who did you play golf with? Uh, my work. Oh, okay. So it was it was a corporate golf day and our work put a team together. Okay. Can you ask Mill next time you see him? I heard a story that he used to babysit like early days in his career. Like babysitters I, I, clubs type stuff. Yeah, I was told. Like, um, uh, I'll a, ask a bloke who lived in the court. Said, Fab was twenty one. He like, he's used like, I need a babysitter. Because <laughs> I need a babysitter. You reckon Mill could come around? <laughs> Mill's gonna. Uh, I'm thirty six years old. I was gonna say, how old was Mill at the time? Oh, he would have been young. But Mill like, used to like I think eleven or 22. also ask Mill if he drove a Holden Brown Holden station wagon. <laughs> Could you just write these questions down? It sounds like there's going to be a few because <laughs> there were a few people. You know, remember back in the day, you'd wait outside. Like the change oh, room. This is one of Fab's favourite. I've literally heard you tell this story. <laughs> ten people, times. About Don't tell the legends lunch story. <laughs> there were about eight people sitting on Mill's car bonnet. <laughs> and he came out, he wasn't he wasn't pleased at all. But um Didn't he politely ask them to get off the car? You firmly told him to get <laughs> off the car. We then went in the rooms and I think they waited till like players were decent, so to speak. 
but Fraser Brown didn't get the memo. He was just walking around in his jocks. What did he say, Fab? You've got to tell the whole story. Come on. You can't leave us like this. Like what? Did Fraser Brown, what did he say? To who? The crowd. I don't remember. You told me this story legitimately a dozen times. <laughs> like, <laughs> he came out, he goes, it's the men's change room for God's oh, sake. You no, know, he said that to David Parker because <laughs> Parker gave him the look. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and yeah, he, he didn't say it to the people. He said it to, to Parker, yeah. In other words, I'm in an area that is appropriate. We're probably, you're probably lucky you had anything on. Jocks on, yeah. yeah. Uh, Timbo, do you want to lead us off with a joke? You said you had a joke. You said it's a long joke, <laughs> which it, makes it, me nervous. No, look, it's one of my favourite jokes, so we hopefully, might have to go, we hopefully might, it holds up. We might have to go straight from this to the outros. <laughs> we'll see how we go. So little Johnny is in his grade two class, mm-hmm. and his teacher asks the class a question, and she says, kids, there are three birds sitting on a fence. If I shoot one of them, how many are left? And little Johnny puts his hand up and he goes, there's none left, miss. And she goes, oh, why would you say that, Johnny? He said, well, you shoot one, the other two fly away. She goes, oh. She goes, well, the answer's two, but I like your thinking. And little Johnny says, well, miss, I've got a question for you. There are three women sitting on a park bench and they're all eating an icy pole. One's biting it, one's licking it, and one's sucking it. Which one's married? And she says, I guess I'd have to say the one who's sucking it. And he said, um, he said, well, the answer's the one with the wedding ring on her finger, but I like your thinking. <laughs> You're an idiot. It's, a, it's an oldie but a goodie. It's a classic. It's a classic. It's an old standard. I like it. Ah, <laughs> uh, delightful. Like my joke was there's no smut. The joke I told a couple of weeks ago. They don't have to be dirty jokes, just for whenever Fab wants to go off. Little Johnny only knows smut. Timbo, do you recall the joke I said about the penguin? Oh, Jesus. A couple of I, years ago I, on pod. I can't even remember it. About the ice cream. And he goes, it looks like you blew a seal. <laughs> <laughs> and the penguin goes, no, it looked, it's just a little ice cream. <laughs> He's lost it again. It's a brilliant joke. It's, really it's a brilliant joke. joke. It's a good it's joke. It's a, it's a brilliant good joke. <laughs> ah, all right. Well, we're here to review yesterday's win. And like I said, it is a, a good place to start. Um, some positives because yesterday was a positive performance. Um, not everybody on Twitter probably thinks that there's there's always going to be some who are out there nothing's ever going to be good enough nothing's going to be ever measure up we didn't win by as much as we should have we are in no position fab to be no. turning our noses up at comfortable wins no absolutely not but I, I i get the whole i would like to see us put in a complete four quarter performance and you do get that sense of one well we were like 10 goals up at one stage maybe even a little bit more so then to not really fire a shot after that the game really fizzed out from about 10 minutes to go in the third onwards. So, In fairness, we weren't play, playing much yesterday at all. No. At all. Well, this is, look, we, we sort of had a segment in week one. I brought it back for week three. So when all, what are we looking for as you walk to the game? What are we looking for? And one of them, Timbo, was pretty simple. Can we get the job done when we are expected to? Yep. And, and the attitude that goes with it. And and everything that came out of that second round game was every Carlton supporter said, we're ready, we're due, we're capable, let's just apply ourselves and execute. And we didn't do any of it. And the disappointment was we were by no means appallingly bad against Collingwood. The disappointment was 
to uh, to be so close to a team we should be beating mm. and just not really threaten to get the result. Whereas yesterday for me, I'm walking to the game, I'm thinking to myself, we've got to win, we have to win today. Have to win. Just had to. Had can to. they, you know, can they apply themselves? Can they turn up? And there was a, look, you could, the natives were getting a bit restless early, but even then it was a bit like the Gold Coast game of a couple of years ago where you thought, they're not going to go scoreless. Yeah, we're right. not going to keep the Dockers goalless. They're going to have some joy. The shots mounting up, the inside fifties mounting up, and we just slowly pulled away to the point that the game was over as a contest, probably quite early in the second quarter. You, you sensed that that we were on, and we were applying ourselves, and the Freo and Freo had nothing to go to. Like the moment, like we've had a little bit of history against Freo of late. And I think last year in a wet game, Matt Taberner got a couple of really, really cheap free kicks that he duly converted, but in a low-scoring game, they were gifted a lot. And you looked at it yesterday and you thought, Walter's coming off a hamstring, Weedering playing on Taberner. You just thought, if we have any semblance of control, they have no avenue to goal. You know, where, where will they come from? And early it seemed like they were going to get a couple of cheapies through free kicks or non-free kicks. And it was going to keep them in the game. And while we kept on missing, you thought, are we diddling ourselves out of a result here because we're just not executing? Mm, and then yep. ultimately the execution came and it was like, yeah, we're, we're miles better than this side. The second part of that, what was I looking for as I walked to the ground? Do we believe in our game plan? Can we weather it being tested? It's always going to be tested. And do we have confidence in it, Fab? For me, we didn't come away with a resounding tick on that, but we came away probably learning, look, when it clicks for us, and fully recognising, as Timbo said, the Dockers, particularly in that guys, aren't much chop, and on the road, that makes it more complicated for them, there was certainly a semblance of once we started to get reward for what we were doing, you could see it was on the field it was palpable, this sense of belief that, oh yeah, what we're trying to do today is working, and not only that, it's going to win us the game. Yep. Whereas in, particularly against Collingwood, there wasn't really that sense at all. And I don't think we executed that well yesterday anyway. I think, like, at, I think at times we did. Yeah, no, there was, there was a, probably about a twenty-five minute period where it all it all came together. But to win so comfortably, and you know, margin aside, is in you know the, the way we you know took care of them so easily, and to not have everything really click was pleasing. Do you think we're a fraction too emotional as a team? As a fan base, we probably are. As a fan base, we're, we're, probably, no we're probably guilty of that. But yeah, yeah. do you think that we're a fraction emotional in that the build-up to Collingwood was, it's a big game. you got to turn... And this, this happens to us a bit. It's a big game. You've got to turn up. You've got to perform. You've got to take a big scalp. And sometimes that's good. We went down to Geelong last year and riding that emotion was good for us and it, we started well. Collingwood, and there's a lot of examples of it, to be honest, a couple of Collingwood games... We just don't seem to want that pressure. We want, we want to be. Uh, what's a horse, Timbo, that likes to run from behind? We want to be the horse. Wings. Wings. Well, we we want to be the horse that we don't want to lead. We yeah. want to be the one that knows. You know, we want to chase in cricket. We want to know what the target is, mm. and then try to get the target. What I feel, and I agree with what you're saying. I, I think we are a little bit of an, an emotional team, but what we need is somebody to set the standard. I think we're emotionally too immature in the sense that what you need is you need players to recognise big game, MCG, Collingwood, mm. whoever it is, going, this is great. Yeah. 
But we need somebody to be the standard bearer mm. and to do something early. You know who that player is? We're going to talk about him later. Well, just hold okay, hold on to because I've got a funny feeling I know who you're going to say. You know um, what we'll get to it and we'll have two different players. Completely <laughs> different exactly players. right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think we wait for somebody to strike the first blow. And if it works and it's we're positive, away. we're away. Yeah. And we're on board and, and from that point you're going, we'll give ourselves a shot here. And, and I thought yesterday from – like, it was clear. It was clear at selection, uh, match committee, all of the above, we, we were picking a team that was going to compete and bring effort and application, and that's all it was. And it was going to be entirely process. The two A's, Fab? <laughs> Attitude. Attitude and application. Awareness. Probably should be in there, awarenesses, you know. Awareness is a bit of a one-size-fits-all. They're my A's. It's a circuit. <laughs> they're, they're my A's. Yeah. Get your own A's. Okay. I got awareness and... Availability. Availability is good. Awareness and availability. They're my two A's. Yeah. Better <laughs> than your two A's. Uh, but yeah, I totally... That sense of can we get up for the game? Can we get ourselves going? Um, yesterday we were fortunate in the sense that there were a few players who, like a Sam Walsh, for instance, started... Liam Jones started well who then gave their teammates in their relevant lines a lot of confidence. Um, Jack Silvani, we may as well mention him, as part of the forward line group. Was that your player? That was my player. Yeah, it wasn't mine. Oh, you were Lockie Fogarty, weren't I was, you? Yeah. I was. I knew it. As soon as he said that, he looked at me and I thought, we don't have the same player. <laughs> don't steal my thunder, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> but you sort of had Jack in the front, front third. You had Walsh in the middle. You had Jones at the back. They weren't alone, but in terms of setting the tone of how we were going to play and compete Yesterday was really, really important. Jack was ac- accuracy away from a very, very good game. He was, he was fantastic. Yeah. Um, another thing I was looking forward to seeing and seeing how it panned out for us was our shape behind the ball. Again, Fremantle certainly the, uh, the third in line of the three teams we've played this year in terms of quality. But at the same time, our shape without the ball was a lot better. Yeah, we, we looked really nice yeah. behind the ball, actually. It was a lot time. better than it had been, particularly against Collingwood. Against Richmond, it was, it was okay. But against Collingwood, um, you know, Fab, you made the point last week, they just made it so hard for us. Yep. And we just couldn't figure it out. Let, speak, uh, hearing Liam speak um, a few interviews on the radio and stuff, he was, he was saying he's had to adjust his, his positioning, like his starting position. He, he goes, under the old rules, he would be starting. He loves to play from behind. He goes, you just can't do that now because we're so exposed and so open. They're having to make those adjustments and it's taken him a while to actually figure out where to be and Liam was absolutely brilliant yesterday and so is he saying he's arm across or is he just shoulder to shoulder or what what is his starting position he was saying he he usually takes his reference point he wasn't given too much weight but he's saying his reference point now has had to change given the man on the mark rule yeah okay so um he and Weeders have been making certain adjustments and you know take him at his word it was Hmm. it was Absolutely brilliant yesterday. Well, it certainly worked yeah, for him. And, and look, his, his matchup, his matchup made it easy. It was, it was kind of like you always use the the line of the you know the sixteen year old looking like he's playing under nines or something mm. like that. Um, that setup that they're running with, um, with obviously they traded away Jesse Hogan. They don't have Rory Lobb deep. Matthew Tabin is their only key forward. Their, their best forward is Michael Walters, but he's arguably their best midfielder too. Um, they're just they're they're at sixes and sevens, and you take Nat Fife out of that team, and you go, they are done. And and to Ruck Meek, who 
isn't there yet, and Sean Darcy, who probably wasn't fit, but to try and have one of them as a resting forward that was going to stretch us in any way was ludicrous, really. Uh, and in fact, it was almost disrespectful. But I think they just they didn't have anything else that they could run. They with. never really put Liam or gave Liam the question. No, you know he was just. Oh, they asked the question. It's just <laughs> Liam gave him the answer time yeah. after time Liam after had time. The, he had the answer sheet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was uh, as you, as we like to say. Good Eric Bailly. He was good Eric yeah. Bailly yesterday. You, you could, you're never really sure what you're going to get with Liam, but again, he usually shows you fairly early yep. what you're going to get from him, and yesterday was exceptional. Uh, and then lastly, what I was looking for, and probably the biggest question mark to come out of the game, was fitness. I thought that this is going to be obviously a hot topic throughout most of the year, I would, I would well imagine. You know, we're going back to 20-minute quarters. It's not so much about the, the availability of players and playing staff, but more... We did look to run out of gas. Yeah. We did look to run out of gas from probably late in the third quarter and we, we sort of didn't slow to a walk, but we certainly slowed to the point where you went, ah, uh, yeah, I think we're probably – the margin's not going to get bigger than this. We've we've run out of tickets. And, and this is coming off a 10-day break. You, no, exactly. Yeah, good point. Exactly. Good point. You sort of went, mm, okay. We, we did open on the Josh DeLucas though, didn't we? Oh, absolutely. And and the, the pleasing thing was we went bullet a gate and actually got – Value for that, yeah. So that was that was good in that we put the game away um, by virtue of effort and application and awareness, um, attitude, and attitude. And we, we, we did concede three of the first four goals, though. In in fairness, shots on goal are a good indicator. But, but we knew we, we we knew we were on, and you yeah. thought in time. So long as we maintain um, our ownership of the structure and the momentum of the game, the goals will come. Yeah, and. And equally, you could sort of tell that the way that Frio was getting their goals, you thought, well, that's not going to be sustainable unless you start doing something different because they weren't going to keep on getting free kicks for mm. Michael Walters playing for the ball and non-free kicks against Paddy Dow in the corridor when the ball should be probably yeah. going inside 50 Correct. the opposite way. So, yeah. But that, look, for me, Fab, that's still just a big watch this space because we, we certainly need to be sharper than that from an aerobic capacity. Absolutely. Uh, if we're going to really make inroads, because you sort of, whilst to break even more or less percentage-wise, I think we're 99.6 or something, so you kind of go, well, we're back to square one, which is a good result. You, you, but one, we may need every percentage point come round 22, it. 23 at, later on the season. At one point, you're looking at it thinking, geez, this is an 80 and 90-plus point win. And other teams took that advantage this week. They did. Yes. They so did. that that was probably the biggest bugbear out of the weekend was was still the question mark just about our aerobic fitness and, and something that I think we definitely need to... Uh, Need to improve on. Um, we're going to go into the chicken salads now. You ready for that? Absolutely. Okay. Why do, why do you look at me for? Because you're not giving me anything, and I'm, I'm a bit like David Teague. I'm looking around the room wondering, is he on? And you keep taking my gaze. Timbo's on, and I keep looking at you, and you're giving me dead dead eyes. You're giving me no intensity. You, you, you're not living up to your two A's. They call me Mariana Rivera. I'm closer. The, I'm the closer. <laughs> The Sandman, because you're falling asleep. You're an idiot. Um, chicken salad number one. We, we spoke about him briefly. We won't won't go over him too much. But Liam Jones. Yep. You know you're in strife playing Carlton when Liam Jones is hitting daisy cutters up the corridor. Brad Johnson had a great kick. That's the that's the best kick Liam's ever had in his career. You're going, that's just you know, we're we're stuffed. Yep. Dad and I have one. where stay down, champ. It's not your night. <laughs> when that's happening, you're just going. We're done. This guy's running off half back. Hitting, you know, flat off the ground by a meter and a half. <laughs> this guy's we're done. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he was he was sensational. He was absolutely he was outstanding. Complete, 
I gave him three. Did you give him three? I gave him three. I gave him two. Yeah. Um, look, he was just phenomenal. This is what we need to see from him. Proactive in the contest, uh, attacked the ball. That makes his opponent sort of actually have to fly because his opponent, it's a little bit like, you know, forward in reverse. He's sitting there going, I can't stay on the deck and let my man mark this. Mm. I actually have to compete. Um, Otherwise, it looks so bad. It looks so bad. Yeah. Uh, so it was a great result. He was really good, really brave, um, and, and fully deserved what I think will be um, probably best on ground in the Prenders, I would imagine. Yes. Uh, the back six, and special commendation to Mr Plough, um, people can they can cook it whichever way they want, Timbo. There was a little bit of negativity on Twitter still yesterday. The worst thing you could say about Lockie Ploughman's game yesterday was he was fine. I think you're right because... That's the worst thing you could say. I, I, yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Because I, I was... You, I sit there and I'm a very sympathetic kind of a person and you'll bake a guy when the bake needs to be made. Um, but players are good footballer. Players are really good footballer, a really good defender and he knows his role and he can execute it really, really well. And yesterday when we had ascendancy down back and we had, we had structure and he knew when he could go and when he could mark, when he could run off, handball, receive. And he really he played a really, really disciplined game yesterday, but he had support of everybody around him and it worked. I've seen some people wanting him to be a one-on-one defender. You go, That's he's not, not, oh, he's, he's not, not a one-on-one he's defender. defender. He's, he's his, his own, own defender. defender. Yeah. Like, you're criticising him for something that everybody knows is not his... Not one his, wood. Not his one wood. <laughs> you, we all know that it's not... That's not what it is. You know, like... I couldn't... He was... He commentated our game. Oh, oh, there were special comments yesterday. It was... <laughs> I just kept laughing. <laughs> yeah. Now, there were a couple of good ones. I, I was watching the replay. He was lucky to keep his spot. <laughs> but, but he did I mean, well yesterday. We're watching the game today. Carlton, yeah, they've won the battle, but they're going to win the war. <laughs> his Fremantle team. Oh. Just... Just replete with talent. But I think that with, with that plough, that everyone knows that he had a bad week last week. Everyone knows he had a shocking week last week. I called for him to be dropped. I think a lot of people did. Yep. But you know why a lot of people wanted him to be dropped? It was more – imagine – and from an optics point of view, to quote Hutchie, imagine if it was – if he was contrite about it sort of thing. The laughing on the field wasn't great. He's carry on in that respect. If he was contrite about it, I reckon more people probably would have just gone, yeah, an absolute shocker. Mm. He's got enough credits in the bank. But because yeah. of the – the mm. attitude, shall we say, that just really, that was the red rag. Hopefully internally it was put to him. You keep your spot, but... Yeah, this was not good enough. Yeah, yeah. The performance is one thing. If it was swept under the under the rug, so to speak, then no. Not good enough, yeah. Uh, but no, look, he, he, he was good. I thought Weeders was good again. Uh, Doc. Tabana didn't go near it. Look, he kicked a couple of cheapies really, really late, but throughout the whole first half, he was non-existent. Absolutely non-existent. Yep. And I'm not convinced Matt Taverner's a really good footballer, but every now and again he'll have that game where he really stands up. And the bottom line is you just got to make sure you keep you keep him within himself. Don't let he'll just his confidence that, get out. He'll and, just have that game every so often where he's, he's enough of a tease. Well, he's an awkward size, isn't he? And he's, he's, a, he's a good athlete. He's got good hands. He can kick it poorly sometimes. A couple of times, Fab, we've skewed very close to becoming the Anchors Away or <laughs> Heave Ho podcast <laughs> during this episode. We've been no, no, uh, but my point is, Weedering <laughs> was not... He didn't stand out as a footballer on the day because, again, his job was to defend. Yeah, And he defended good. first. And, and, and I think, I think we got ahead of ourselves in the Collingwood game because we were all out attack. 
and we really backed our talent in and said, we're just going to score more goals than what Collingwood will. And you've gone, well, that may be, but you've got to do it. And we didn't. And then when we found the ball coming back the other way, we weren't structured up well enough to be able to defend. And so this week there was a tweak. And, and Carlton supporters said, well, we were too defensive under Bolton. If we go gone the other way with Teague, where are we? What's the game plan? And what are we going to do? And yesterday, a little bit like what you were saying, Fab, the starting point for us was be more defensive, get the job done first, then worry about the attack. And I think that's the way that we went about it. And a, and a Frio light on for talent was just bat- going to battle to score with that attitude. I was really impressed, Fab, with the work of um, the so-called Smalls. I thought Saad and Doc and SPS were all very good. Collectively, I think it's their best performance. Yes, definitely. So um, I still don't think Samo's a half-back flanker. No, one of our... And I, I, Frank, I can't give you credit. I'll try to find it later. Actually made the point, Samo's... He's, is he... He's... His most damaging games, and we saw in the Sydney game last year, his most damaging games at half-back are when we've kind of got control of territory and he can be the springboard. He's actually effectively playing across the wing. Yep. He's, he's a he's a, a wingman playing a line-back, isn't You're he? You're sort of going, yeah. why don't we just play him there? Yeah. <laughs> Samo is very good in like the counter-direction of traffic. So mm. if we're kicking left to right, he's good kind of in the opposite direction. You, He'll go and use the space behind the contest when he's got that time. When when he's having to defend and everything's coming at him, he's just is he's not a defender. He's not a natural defender. No, not at all. But when he gets to be offensive from halfback, he he's very good. He did he did one thing yesterday where he just held the ball and four people like he bamboozled about four people. It was amazing. Uh, I throw to Timbo with with the shot clock on you for Lockie Fogarty. <laughs> well, it was the game we all had hoped that he would play. And from the very, very first um, foray, he got the handball on to Eddie Betts and Eddie Betts had that flying shot for goal. <laughs> 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 um, he, he, he did everything though, didn't he? he? He got contested footy, he got footy in space, he took marks, he laid tackles, he kicked a goal, he missed one, which I don't even know what actually happened with that one, but he was... He was everything that you wanted, um, and and he was he was dangerous all day. And I look, I gave him three votes because a I'm biased, but very, I just thought, I just thought he <laughs> I thought he Your set, family tangentially <laughs> knows him. It, it he just set the game up for mine. It, when the game was there to be won, I thought he was the dominant player on the ground. He was bringing other players into it. He was finishing off his own work, um, and I just thought he was exceptional and. Um, His midfield work was good too. We've been big on the idea that don't reward the wrong things. Don't just like effort and effort alone isn't really enough. This idea of oh he puts in a shift, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But Fab, what was really good about it? Not only it's does not he, the Diamond Valley. Exactly. Not only yeah. does he do all that stuff exceptionally well, but he's actually a really, just a really classy footballer. He's a creative footballer. Yep. Yeah. Well, just between you and me, Sean. Okay. Here we go. Um, Nick Austin's first trade as the Carlton recruiting manager, has been to trade pick 30 and 51 to Geelong for Lockie Fogarty and pick 38. That's some serious... Do you know what went at 38? No. I could have done some homework. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very unlike you. I threw to you... No, no. Look, credit where credit's due, but just between me and you, Tim, he also failed to 
recruit a ruckman. Yes. After the retirement of Matthew Cruiser, which I think is going to. It's hurting us. Yeah, well, it is hurting us. Well, it won't hurt us next week, will it? Well, yeah, it will, because if we'd have a good ruckman, we'd. But who are they rucking? Yeah, but Pito. It doesn't matter. Pito's not really. They're not going to have one. Hit has to advantage. Or not really. But but he was physical in the contest yesterday, and we were still, we we were winning clearance, and he wasn't up against much. And, and look, Pito's a willing he understudy. Compete, he competed, and he was body and bang and crash. <laughs> he was, was trying. He was trying to be was, cute too with like yeah, little palms. Yeah. It's it's not his game. He's a good deputy, but unfortunately, at the moment, we actually don't have an incumbent. But he's also growing, Fab, and I hear what you're saying. I have no issues with him trying a few different things because he's having to play number one ruckman. Whereas if he was just developing in the twos, you could you could do that sort of stuff in in the reserves and and be ready to go when you needed him. There was a couple of bits of play where a couple of stop it, <laughs> a couple of handballs fired out of the contest, and you were waiting to say, "Oh, who's going to be on the end of this? You know, this expansive handball?" And you're going, "Fuck, it's." <laughs> which didn't help us, but um, but yeah, a couple of times you yeah, were desperately that, like, up. Who was it? Was it Ed Kerner who fired off to the overlapping Mark Pitnett? Yeah, and, thinking, yeah. <laughs> and you've gone, if it was anybody but, it would have been magnificent Pitto football. should have just Let not even go. gone to it. Just gone, I'm not even going to give this guy the option. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to recognise that I'm the worst man on the field to give yep. this ball to. Yeah. Um, I think, look, yeah, Fogarty, just absolutely superb. He's been brilliant thus far. Um, Fogarty. You'd be... He clarified two or three. Yeah, he's he'd be, he'd be yep. two or three in the BNF, just as things stands. I think quite comfortably. Um, just between you, me and you, you and me, whatever. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> the name of my own segment. <laughs> I was going to say just between you and me. Yep. Sam Walsh is our best player. Yep, at the moment, absolutely, absolutely. I said this at the Collingwood practice game last year with the the infamous Canadian club game when I'm not allowed to bring up the captain's lunch, but you can. But the Canadian club's a pod favourite. Yeah, we do love the Canadian club. No one asked for anything. No one asked for a Canadian club. I think you asked for a. I think I asked for a bottle of water yeah. or a diet coke, mate. Yeah, and he came oh, back with unacceptable. A, he came back with four, he came back with a Canadian club for your old man, Tony. Tony's probably going. The best part about that story was me losing my pants walking back up the floor. <laughs> now the best thing about it was Lockie O'Brien yeah. kicked one of the best goals you'll ever see, and you didn't. You just <laughs> heard the roar echoing throughout the Pratt stand. Yeah. As your pants were struggling under the weight of four Canadian clubs <laughs> and a bottle of... You know, he got me a bottle of water. Yeah, how does that work? I probably would have thrown the Canadian club at him yeah. if he got me one. Uh, Walsh, he, he, is, he is superb. Um, he missed out on, on votes from all of us, I think. No, you I, gave go, him, I gave him one. I was the one that did What did you vote, Fab? <laughs> one. Yeah, see, I, I, he, for me, I sat there and I thought, I actually... I, I, just, I felt really bad at not being able to give him a vote because he probably was... Probably the best man on the ground. Yeah, no. as silly as it sounds. No, he he, he was unlucky not to get more. Harry will 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 touch on. I after. think I think the thing with with Walshy is that my, part of my reasoning was he's already got like quite a big lead in the Prenders, and I was like, you don't need the votes just at the moment. <laughs> Whereas I could have easily just gone. It would have been an easy decision just to go. You are ridiculous. I don't think he was better than Liam. I think, I think you could make an argument. Yeah. But they influence the game in different ways. He, and it's it's what do you value? And just the longer it was going, I, I was sitting there and going, Fogarty's three votes. And then the more Liam kept on going, you thought, at what point do I have to 
do the switcheroo here. I switched them four times. Yeah. Lockie yeah. Fogarty's like Dustin Martin. You start with three for Timbo. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. And it's just little check marks. You can see yeah. if you can cross them off. Well, well, on on that, last year I think I gave votes to Harry Mackay. I made a note I, of I, this. I, Don't I, steal I, my thunder. <laughs> you didn't give him a single vote. Last year you gave him a vote for a four-possession four game. He's kicked, He's kicked seven. seven five and he doesn't rate a vote. <laughs> Timbo gave Harry Mackay well, two votes. Well, at least I was going to fall on my sword on that Timbo one. Timbo gave Harry Mackay two votes last year because he looked dangerous. I thought he was going to win us the game. That's why. Damn it. Yesterday, he arguably won us the game. Yesterday, he kicked 7-5. He contributed, what, 47 points at a 45-point victory. And Timbo's gone, not good enough. Not good enough for a vote. Not but, good enough for a single vote. But he also didn't play a complete game, did he? No. And, and I think well, in the end... When that, he gave him two, he didn't play a game at all. <laughs> You make you make a good point. I, I, I okay. That day I might have been somewhat they, flawed in my view. The Twitterverse came for you. You're lucky. No, you're lucky right. we only had half as many well, followers. At, at, then at least the good thing is the Twitterverse said this is our prenders. Don't fuck it up with a bullshit vote. Be serious and get it right. Well, and look, I think with the misses, I mean, someone had to miss yesterday. What do you mean? No, I mean on a vote, but you're talking about your five. You know, you, you know, no, I mean the kick seven five. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you had a few misses, Fab. Who? Ha- I'm, I'm teeing you up, Fab. I'm he's got David you. Caruso yeah, there. Yes, he's oh. got it. <laughs> Timbo's come in and stolen <laughs> second. Throw, you've thrown the alley oop, but I've just, I've, I haven't even left the ground. I'm yeah, just, getting, I'm just looking at the ball float near the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim's got one. I've got one. You're not off the mark yet. No, the David Caruso's. Look, Harry was sensational. He was really, really good. It was great to see him um, put a fair bit of the game together. He, he He's had 13 shots at goal, I think, for his 7-5. So. Thoughts on the this the choice or the yeah well, the go-to being the snap rather than the... If he's up. kicking them, I don't care. Yeah, well, that's it. That, there was After he kicked the two in a row for the big boomerang on the left foot, he had one that went a little further out and he's bellied the footy. But you just sit, sit there and you're going... Mate, you know, if that's if that's your best avenue and that's what you're confident with, just execute it right. Hit it awful, you know, hit as hard as you can, let it bend. But we've got a lot of players with like Eddie Betts at the Shepherd one on the line. Yeah, well, <laughs> we we got a lot of players well. that are like Mighty Ducks, like got defects. Like Harry Mackay's like beautiful athlete, good mark, no hair, just can't really kick very well. But he's got a good action. So like Gordon Bombay's got to figure that out. We've got, like, you know, David Cunningham should be an excellent player, but he's got no confidence, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Paddy Dow's got great hands, but he just overthinks things. We're, we're, we're like the bad news bears, basically. We've got all these players who have all the tools they need. They just need to believe in themselves. Yep. And I think Harry's a bit like that. Harry's a beautiful kick that seems to have no confidence in his kicking, which is strange. Um, well, it's a natural kick, but with an inherent flaw. He has a bit of a lazy lean. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and, and when he and because he swings, he swings around onto that left. When he makes pure contact, it flies and goes beautifully straight. But if he gets it askew at all, because he's coming around on that arc, it goes very it goes left. inside the ball. He, he either slices <laughs> it left, or then he ends up hooking it too what do far. They need the other to do. Way. They need to show him, buddy. Yep. Buddy just commits to. That the, the is it is it a draw or a fade for him? Uh yeah, it. Uh, it well, he, he hooks it and then it just it tails can. back. But he just fully commits to that yeah. on the left and, and just say that's my shape and I know, I know what it's going to do. You always hear Brian Taylor talking about um, Tommy Hawkins does the same thing. He's 
think he always sort of says he kicks it and it just fades a little bit and he does exactly the same thing every single time. And he and just he knows his football so well. well. Harry just doesn't know his routine. Oh, he's still the ba- – like we always said he was the baby giraffe. He he, he's now more of about – Harold. A, he's, he's about a 15-year-old giraffe at the moment. He's got a little bit more going for him, but he's still a long way from the finished article and it's an, it's an exciting watch at the moment. You can add zoologists to Timbo's list of <laughs> – <laughs> how old did giraffes live for? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you got to look that up for me, Fab. Yeah. What's the average age of a giraffe? While you're doing that, um, Jack Silvati, just between me and you, Jack Silvati is our most important player. You're putting that to me while, while I'm looking up the average age of a giraffe. Either, either of you two can answer. No, I agree. If you're looking that up, I'll answer. He, a little bit like Eddie Betts, he holds the Carlton Faithful's passion and their their love in his hand. And he performs, he's got the crowd right there, and if he can impact early, I think he sets us up. And and that I, – I, I still – I'm still shitty about the free kick that wasn't paid to Soss in round one <laughs> because – at least it's only round three now, it's not round 14. But, but exactly as you say, Sean, from a crowd perspective – what that rundown tackle does for our team and the ball going back the other way, as opposed to ball scoots around in the corner, Revolt takes a mark, and then Ed Kuno runs through the protected area, and it's a goal from the top of the go- uh, a shot for goal from the top of the goal square. When we got a two goal lead, we could have had two goal lead and momentum. <laughs> it's round three, Timbo. <laughs> it's no, a round three review, Tim. But it's it it's proof. Positive of what you're saying. Yeah. I just think he, and, and for people who can't see it or don't want to see it or have been late to see it, we play better football with Jack Silvani in the team. He's yep. a footballer. He gets, he's, he's, he's obviously athletic enough to be playing AFL football, but he's a footballer above all else. He's, he's tough. Yeah. He's yeah. tough. He's, um, his football he did smarts a real are great. dumb thing yesterday, though. <laughs> and I said to the bloke that was sitting next to me, Craig, who I work with. Oh, good. At least you knew this guy. Yeah, exactly right. He got that free kick that he ended up kicking the goal from in the third quarter Mm -hmm. and he's dived on the ball, guys tackled him (laughs) and then he's he's sort of dived forward again with the bloke on his back. He put a saddle on himself. Correct. But I don't know about you, Sean, but if you've had two shoulders reconstructed and you're going to dive forward and land on your elbows with a bloke on your back, smart move? Um, I mean... No, but at the same time, all's well that ends well. Well, I, I, just afterwards, I just sort of thought that made me that made me uncomfortable. You know, that's what I love about Timbo's analysis. Like, you're going to break that chair, Timbo? Not, yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> that's what I love about Timbo's analysis. That didn't even occur to me. The idea that Jack's putting his shoulders at, at you know jeopardy. It, it didn't occur to me at the mo- at the absolute moment, but when you watched the replay, you thought when he watched it with his stethoscope on and his white coat. <laughs> Uh, Patrick Cripps, I think I think Cripper's uh, just a victim of his own high standards. Yep. Largely, I think Carlton fans hold him to an unrealistic or impossibly high standard far too much of the time. He was really good yesterday. Um, they ex- they we expect him to be not only best on ground but clear best yeah. on ground. Yeah, he he has to be so far and away better than everyone else. He's on he's the day. destroyed his own grading curve. Yeah, mm. and and it's a, it's a shame for him because he was really good yesterday. And the only thing I will say is, and someone needs to have a chat to him. S- stop trying to break the tackle, Cripper. Yeah, you can take the tackle. 
Draw the man. Draw the man, take yeah. the tackle, and then by that, you're actually probably going to draw two players. But don't run through a pack of three. But you don't have to. I, I put the tweet out yesterday. He could be in 50 metres of open grass, and he'd be looking for the tackle. Yeah. So I can run, mow someone down. Whenever you say 50 metres of open grass, I think of Jack Watts doing the blind turn oh, against nobody. No one. <laughs> Came off the bench. <laughs> you still think he's a good footballer, Timbo? No, I always said that he was. Good board short salesman. Um yeah, Crip, I thought he was really good. You know, got his two goals, which was great reward. Ended up with 30-odd touches. He was a touch wasteful at times, but I think he was really keen. Longmuir said something about him bullying their younger brigade of mids, and, and he did. He he just towed them up. The one thing I, we saw a little bit of, <laughs> we were watching the Fox mini-match earlier. Big fan of the Fox mini-matches. Um, what is your issue with the Fox mini-match? Just watch, just do the winners. Okay, they're not going to do it. But so, it just so seems like the most obvious thing in the world for them to do and then give to I Sky you, Sports or Fox in there, America. Most people love the Fox mini-match. Yeah, but just do the winners. But the winners isn't going to give you – this is a 20-minute – But I don't need to see – like you say, oh, it shows you every goal. Not every goal is worth seeing. No, but I wouldn't watch – But I don't think they do show – GWS. Show I wouldn't rhythm, watch GWS Melbourne. Just show but the rhythm. I'll watch the mini-match. Just show the rhythm of the game. You go, oh, yeah, cool. Having said that, I'm I'm still like – Sitting here every year, I sit there looking for that was the season that was, and what mate, do it, mate? I don't have the time to do <laughs> edit the whole year into a ninety-minute show. Anyway, um, why are uh, why is there a slew of punk kids trying to like fight Crips? Like Bailey Smith was trying to do it last year. You had Sarong doing it. He's sitting there going, "He will murder you, Sarong." He- the answer is because he's the alpha dog. Yeah, he's, he's the alpha like dog. Yeah. That's all it is. It's a bit of Ric Flair style, you yeah. know, to, to be the to man. To be the man, you've got to beat, beat the, the man. man. But yeah. I see they're going, if I was the coach, I would not I would not discourage pitting wits with Paddy Cripps as such. But at the same time, I'd be going to a sarong, don't make it a physical, because he will, he will maul you. Well, I think after he actually picked he picked Caleb Sarong like by the, the collar like, up and lifted him up off the ground. It was like when Batman I don't remember Sarong going to Crips again. It was like when Batman picked up Jack Napier. <laughs> yep. You know, Jesus. Jesus. He's sitting going, just Smith's doing it. Smith's a bit of a gobshite. That's just in his makeup. But you're yep. sort of going, I don't have anything wrong with you trying to G yourself up, but don't do it while you're pissing him off. Yeah. Because yep. that's going to probably end badly for and us. And if you're going to do it on national television, you better damn well commit to Every it. Every game is televised now, Timbo. Yep. You can't yep. just disappear in this one's got one camera at it. Yep. Um, so I thought Cripps was really good. And then special mention to uh, Matty Cottrell, who by no means outstanding, but at the same time, I, I, I think credit where it's due, uh, Timbo, really important for our shape and really important for our structure. Yeah, structure... Our defensive setup, his accountability for a guy, really nullified the guy that he was on. But then when it was time to run and to create space and link up and do what he needs to do, um, look, I w- I've got a lot of respect for Matty Cottrell. I think with what he comes to the uh, the contest with, he does a damn good job with what he's got. You not, screwed your face up. No, man. not to hate on the kid, but it's obviously something that you guys picked up being there, the, the off-the-ball work and the effort and the positioning and everything that isn't so evident watching it at home. And this is the the double standards in a way. I'm not <coughs> saying Matty Cottrell from, he and, from home had a bad game, but it didn't look... Well, he and Paddy Dow had very similar stat lines. One of them's in the gun and the other one's getting pats on the back. Yeah. And you're sort of going, 
that's just the varying you, you mentioned it earlier, Fab, is that the, the expectation of the two. And Cottrell's doing it on the outside and Dowie's doing it in the middle of traffic too. So yeah. it's, yeah. The, 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 the assessment task is different. It is. For the two different players. Yep. Uh, no more chicken salads? Um, just one thing that oh, no. occurred to me, and it just made me laugh. It was nerve-wracking. Who kicked our first goal yesterday? Who did kick our first Jack goal? Jack Nunes. Who kicked our last goal the previous game <laughs> against Frio? Yeah, well. I it just, would have been better if Jack Nunes kicked the first of the match. Yeah, well. Before the siren. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Free kick. Free kick before Free kick, the double, siren. Double 50. <laughs> Free kick, and I'm going to advance it to Jack Nunes on the goal line. Yeah, I just, I just enjoyed it, and I couldn't help but think a Freo supporter is, going to, is just sitting there going, <laughs> again. Typical, <laughs> typical. I think, look, we spoke about it at the time, and before we get off this, just like it's one of those great things about footy is that whenever these two teams play forever, there'll be that moment, and that moment will be re- replayed, and... Live on, it's fantastic for him and for, for us to enjoy it. Um, chicken shits, just pretty brief ones this week. We mentioned fitness. We won't back over that one too much. That's mm-hmm. that's definitely the watch this space, as we said earlier. And then probably segueing in, into the match committee in a way, there was a bit of chatter about the we were the fourth oldest team fielded on the weekend. And I, f- I fucking hate this. It's annoying because... team Teams versus squads are a big thing. Silly. And ultimately for us, you looked at it and you go, well... Three or four, depending how brutal you want to be, three or four of the plus thirties are the easiest four to replace. This arguably is in the in the twenty two. Yep. If you had any sort of a weighting on players and then you assess their age. Waiting. Waiting. <laughs> um our average would come down significantly because the reliance on the thirty three and thirty four year old player is extremely low. And well Murph, Murph's thirty three. Yep. Eddie's thirty four. Levi's 31, Ed's 30... Something. Something? Eight, maybe? No, probably <laughs> 32 or three. But those guys there, I mean, there's a very high probability that I think two of those won't be on the list next year definitely. All four of them might not be. It could be three. It could be Levi, Murph, Eddie, yep. who might not be on the list next year at all. And you're going, well, that's, to be honest with you, that's not the end of the world because hopefully Charlie's fit, hopefully Gov's fit, DeConning's fit, um, Oscar McDonald might still be around sort of thing. And you go, well, those four are all probably ahead, if fit, of Levi. Yep. Yeah, possibly. So that's not the end of the world. And then with Murphy, you know, Murphy's been an outstanding servant of the footy club, but there's guys coming up to take his spot. You haven't seen Brody Kemp at all. O'Brien, Stocker, Cunningham, etc. Even the lesser lights like a Philp. And then with a guy like Eddie Betts, you go, well, if Jack Martin and Zach Fisher are fit, he he's not playing yesterday. Yep, yep. So when people talk about, oh, you got this many guys, they're all old, you know, it's an old squad, go, well, realistically, as I said, the four guys there that we've mentioned are the most replaceable in the squad. Yep. So 100%. it's not a complete disaster. But, but then that's still the media that, um, that want to view Carlton and say that's the negative on the team and you're going... That's what I meant to say when I said they won the battle. But look at them, they're old. It's actually... They're an average age of 47 years old. <laughs> but it's act, we're actually not. I've looked at the champion data stats, Timo, T, and their, their age. Their age. Their age. Below so average. Their age is, is above average, but below, like, the... Uh, uh, shit. Luffy. Luffy. Luffy, Luffy help me, Luffy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, King. Come on, S. King, King. Listen to me, Fab. Listen to me, F. <laughs> uh, so that's, I think, for the chicken shits. Um... Getting good feedback on the David King. <laughs> Getting good. 
Dad and I do it. We sit I, there. I we did were enjoy watching the him. David King last night. Dad and I were watching him last night, and he was doing a bit about like um, the first crack. I think is the Foxtel show. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, with Tom Morris. Tom Morris and um, Dicko. And um, how horrible is that? Billy Brownless, Daisy Thomas, fifteen minute That's chat about good. it's not good. Daisy needs to just loosey goosey, loosey goosey. Daisy needs to just really loosen up. And you're like, don't try to be civilized, don't try to be Rocky. The start of Rocky Three, just loosen up, just be yourself. Because if you'll be, if you're yourself, probably more people are interested in that. But Kingy, would, would Dad and I do, and we, we was talking about like North Melbourne and like everything just comes back to like how shit Carlton are. <laughs> So, like, North Melbourne lose by 130 points. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, look at the Blues. Look what the Blues are trying to do. It's just not working. North, they're on the right track. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> so it becomes this funny running gag. Uh, match committee. Yep. Tricky one this week because they've had a win. It depends who's available. So we, we don't like changing a winning formula, unfortunately, for those that have performed well at the lower level. But out of those, the seconds match against Williamstown. Hard to get a read on it. Willie, a, a generally speaking, a pretty competitive outfit. At VFL level, obviously a powerhouse team and a competitor more or less every every year. Not sure what they've done list-wise or who played, how strong they were on the weekend. But really pleasing, Timbo, to see that um, Gov kicks three, Stocker and Cunningham each kick two. Uh, Terry, the aesthetic beast, was not kind on Cunner's first half. Yep. Said he, just he was impressed with Stocker and Kennedy, saying that they will definitely be playing football this year. Senior football. This year? Yep. Only 19 more games to go. It's pleasing to hear. It is what it is. That's what he told me. There you go. In a private uh, uh, in a private chat? Yeah. You, two, you two communicating off the grid? We're not allowed to? No. It's offshore. Sure. <laughs> no, I don't care. <laughs> Shout out to Terry. Um, but look, really good to see that those guys, Tim, who we, we want to hear good news out of in the seconds, played well. Well, it just means that you have justification and confidence that any move that you want to make, um, we're not going to miss out on. If he's fit, McGovern would be very close. If he's half fit, I reckon. If he's well, Levi's not fully fit. Well, judging on Andrew Russell's, just put it, just don't run, as you mentioned, just don't run. That's what he told Cyril. Cyril just, can play, but you're just not allowed to run. Not allowed to run anywhere. <clears throat> yeah. So just stay in the fifty. Don't move. I would normally say it comes back to structure, and I think Levi playing has been really important because yeah, yeah, of that absolutely. structure. He could, if if Gov is fit, it's a direct, it's a simple swap, Timbo. Levi is not is not informed. Can I uh, let me articulate what I think? And the hardest thing about this is Jack Silvani. Oh, stop it. <laughs> 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 no, but but I guess what I'm saying is to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, or agree with me if you agree. To me, Mitch McGovern is at the very, very minimum, a third tall only because although he is tall, he doesn't play tall. Like He's very, very mobile. He's very quick for his size. We would need to move the ball differently. Levi's the bailout. Levi's yeah. the, the get-out-of-jail-free down the line. He's not doing that he's role not this doing year. That. So he's you're not doing going, that. So you're sitting there why don't we evolve the way we want to move the ball? And in a Mitch McGovern, if we move the ball, he allows us to move the ball a bit quicker. Yep. And if he's got ball in hand, he's... Good kick. Along with Jack Nunes, I reckon he's the best kick at the club. Can we go into a game, and don't worry about the fact that it's Gold Coast, can we go in with only Harry Mackay up forward with uh, McGovern and Silvani and Smalls around him? Yes. Are, are we are we too small? No. Given that Jared Witts is won't, out. won't be playing, I, yes. I don't think we'll get... You play McDonald, McDonald does the chop out right. And then this was my next question is, you play McDonald and he 
as you say, he rucks against whoever he needs to ruck against. From a structure perspective, do you then put Levi in as your medical sub and he only plays if he has to? I don't disagree with that. Or does he have to play a game in the twos? Is it about getting touch and fitness back into Levi or is it about giving him a rest? I think it's about giving him a rest. Yeah. yeah. I would be I would be happy or more inclined to give him a rest before dropping him as such to find touch. Yep. Because if his knee's no good or whatever the issue is, go, well, just give him what would effectively be two weeks off. Because he looked sore yesterday. There was a couple of times when he wasn't tra- chasing, he wasn't putting the next mm. effort in and he just looks... He's either unfit or he's sore. And that's 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 the thing about Levi. His fitness and his you know, his application is his, his fitness and his presence. <laughs> his fitness and his presence, Timbo. I tell you I was on to something. I'm saying that's what makes him. Do you know what I mean? It's it's the it's the ability to get to contest, make contest, the get out kick, the marking. He's not doing any of it. He's not. Not doing any of it. Totally agree. So it'd be look, it'd be an interesting match committee this week because they have some options, but they'll probably not be terribly inclined to take them. Are we travelling? Yes, so at this stage, yeah. Barring unforeseen, yes, we would be. I wouldn't mind if Mark Murphy didn't travel. Yeah, I wouldn't have an issue with that. And, and at his age, it would actually make sense that they didn't. So, I think it's a great opportunity for a stocker, for a Cunningham, in what is... You always expect it to be dewy up there in the Gold Coast on a Saturday night under the lights. So a guy with a bit of toe um, is probably a worthwhile addition and an easier way to, to get someone like that in the team. I agree. Yep. And then true, as silly as it sounds, part of my, with the Buddy Franklin thing, part of my, um, not that something was going to go skew if so quickly, but him not playing this weekend, I wondered how much of it had to do with the fact that he's they've had a new baby. The last thing that they would need is to be able to tra- is for him to travel and not be able to come back. Yeah, yep. So like, how don't much, take the risk for someone like a Murphy with a young family and wife's pregnant and whatever? How much of that would be worst case? You go up there and something goes. You have to quarantine. You can't. We're stuck while we're there. That throws everything out. As small of a risk as it is. Mm. So if there's been criticism about general soreness and management, what's the, um, he's been omitted for what reason? He's been, om- what to say? Family strategy. Family strategy. <laughs> so just, just, I reckon you just be pretty honest and say, look, Murph's. Um, oh, I get it. He's effectively played. Did he play this in a practice why, game? Why do we have to give an answer? Why do, do we have to give it a reason? Uh, I can't remember. But he's sitting there going, he played Essendon. He's effectively played five weeks, going, we're on the road. Um, we're just managing him. He's 33 years of age. He's 34 in June or whatever it is, and we're just managing him through a 22-game season, etc. I think most people would – it certainly wouldn't be the first team to rest and a veteran for a road trip. Well, as we said, we didn't rest enough blokes last year no. with short backups and all that sort of stuff, and I think we suffered for it. So I like that. I like it I like lot. it's a good idea. Uh, do you want to give us your votes, Fab? Because you, you're obviously um, oh, yes. hanging out with the big man yesterday, so you couldn't give us your votes. You weren't watching the game. Tweeted my votes. Three to Liam Jones, two to Lockie Fogarty, and one to... Why have I drawn a blank? Uh, the sister-in-law, Sam Walsh. Yep. That's that's your votes? That's my votes. Okay. They were relatively sensible, which is a surprise. I was hoping for some shenanigans. When have I ever done that? Oh, I, was, I was thinking he, he was going to slip Gibbo in. No, G- no, no. Gibbo no, no, had no, a no, good no, game. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's 
Well, Timbo likes to take us back for three weeks. <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> our, <laughs> our brief. Listen to Harrigan. He's he's telling you to stop. <laughs> Harrigan is that his name? The referee? Yeah, no, yeah. Bill Harrigan. Bill Harrigan. He was the only NRL referee ever. Like when you watched NRL in the nineties and early two thousands, he just did every game. Now it's the bald guy. In our preseason review, you guys, you both of you, laughed at me for putting Gibbo in the forward. Because who did he put him in ahead of? It was just silly. Uh it might have been Bits or someone like that. Yeah, or it was Jack Eddie Martin Bits. or something like that. I've got it He's here. He's going back into his notes. Just going fucking I had, I had, lots of I had pictures Hippo. of dicks. <laughs> Hand drawn like super bad. <laughs> He's got the lunchbox. <laughs> the Tiananmen Square one was the best. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had Gibbo and Fish. We the- had Fish and someone, Jack maybe, Silvani, who we just all sort of said was our most important oh, player. I had him on the interchange with um, with Cunningham. Yeah, it's, you're not so confident about that call now, are you? You, said we, you thought we said Eddie. We said Jack Silvani. <laughs> My point is, you guys <laughs> laughed. You I don't laughed. Think we off, laughed. You no, laughed. We didn't laugh. I think we just disagreed. You laughed off the Gibbo in the forward pocket. I think we all said he'd be best twenty-two. He just yes. wouldn't be forward pocket. I don't think you two had him in the best twenty-two. Yeah, you might well, be right. Well, at the moment, we don't have Fish, Jack, Gov, Kerno. There's quite a few who are best twenty-two that the are in the team just at the moment. Hardly David Caruso there. <laughs> It's too familiar. Do you remember, it's too familiar. Do you remember the criteria for the best 22 at the time? Uh, availability? We, we, yeah, it's right. We didn't have any of those players in. Uh-huh. You've just been made to look a fool. And, oh. he's, and he's got two goalie contenders. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah, whatever. We're going to go to the mailbox now. Um, yeah, I'm getting it. I'm just getting the mailbox up. Just, hey, relax. Okay, relax. You've got mail. Don't make me slice you in half. You're very aggressive today. Very aggressive. You're acting like I don't know how to use the panel. You don't. I have it fired up. I had it here ready to go. You just got to give me. I got to introduce the segment. Just while relax. The, while the sound just is playing, relax. then you can do it. Just relax, okay? Don't make me Bill Harrigan you again. All right, we ready, Timbo? Yep. Got to turn Fab's mic down here. He's been belligerent. Uh, Mickey C. Hello. Uh, was this result owing to better intent, a weaker opposition, or better coaching and structure? Obviously, it's a combo of the three, but have we addressed deficiencies from last week or just papered over the cracks? Uh, no, I think we learnt, we learnt the balance between structure and attack um, and attitude. And I think if we, we recognise that we've got to come with that level of intent at the start of the game and start on the right foot and we're in the contest. I think it can be a bit of the three, can't it? Like Look, three, three there's, no the doubt that definitely, definitely. there's no doubt that it's all of the above. Three or the think, weakest team we've played, oh, but we, we still yeah. have to take them out. Absolutely, mm. and that's what we've always battled to do. I mean, I we always talk about Bongo, Cameron, Gold Coast, and uh, we got beaten by over 100 by North one day when we rocked up, and we kind of thought, we should probably win this. We won the next week, didn't we? What about when, what about when we played the Dockers and we didn't kick a goal in the first half? Mm. Oh, no, and and we like, thought we were going to compete with them. It's like, this is just embarrassing. Yeah, um, Daniel, uh, will we be able to re-sign all of Harry, Cripps and Samo by the end of this year? Will we still have enough for Walsh next year? I think that's a little bit what we talked about earlier, that those four guys that are coming towards the end, there's whose salaries get absorbed. Mm. And, and 
I think you know, there was talk that we were chasing Zach Merritt in free agency and that he's coming out at the end of the yeah, year. so there's cash there. So we've got cash and we would have cash recognising the contracts that we need to you know, make way for too. Kane so Little alluded to the fact that Paddy Cripps is very close. Yeah, but he's not going to say he's not, is he? Just saying what he said. He's not going to say, you know, I've got a breaking story for you here. We're not confident. <laughs> Paddy's going to free. Paddy's yeah. going. We've he's told him he can play for him today. <laughs> <laughs> we told him it's a bit like, you know, in the under-12s when they're one short. He can go and play for the other team today. Um, yeah, look, I'm not too worried about that. The the Harry Mackay and Samo stuff's not on the radar at all, which is sort of good, I think, that there's no chatter there whatsoever. Um, so we'll just watch this space. Uh, James Juddenort. Uh, sad to see in the flesh yesterday, but Murphy's a liability if he has to mark above his head or compete in the air. He was really hesitant to put his head over the ball a few times. I don't think we can carry guys. We have to be ruthless. Yeah, I think there's a role for Murph. I don't think we're best executing that role. No. Um, the balance between how many midfield minutes is not right. Yeah. If he's not playing majority midfield, he's not. he can't be playing. And you, you can't – he can still be the guy – in the contest, yep. releasing Stocker, Cunningham, whoever it might be, mm-hmm. Sam Walsh, Zach Williams, Saad on the outside. Yep. Um, there is definitely the shoulders that are bothering him, though. You know, it's plain to see that he's, he's clearly, you know, wearing, geez, how, how many years has he played? 16, 15, 16 years? It's 15 years. So he's, he's definitely had some wear and tear on the body. Um, and look, I, I don't think anyone's under any illusion that this is probably his last year. Yep. I'll ask you one question. If we played in an elimination final on the MCG this year, would you want Mark Murphy playing in the game? It's hard. Well, what no. sort of conditions he in? What sort of forms he in? It's a hard one, yep. to be honest. And, and I, that's why I pose the question, because a bit of me goes, you'd absolutely want him. And then another time you're going, oh, do you want him when the heat's really, really on? Is he going to give you what you need when you need it? I think he could do that closer to the contest. Yeah. But yeah. if he's waiting for the contest to come to him at a half-forward flank, no, probably less so. Not yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, is the fact that we didn't play twos last week a reason why people like Murph kept their position this week? Absolutely. Most likely. Yeah. And Most then the, the frustrating part for the guys that played well in the twos this week is that, well, if they had done it last week, some of them would have got a game. Mm, opportunity would have opened up, yeah. whereas this week you're going, shit, 45-point oh, win. Probably not going to come in now, am I? That is... And that's the thing. So Terry obviously was talking about Cunningham and a few things with his attitude. This is the knife's edge that players live on when you're not in the, the 22. Yep. In that Cunners probably walks out going, this opportunity is a week overdue. Okay. Starts slowly, warms into the game, <clears throat> ends up playing well. And then he probably sits there yesterday going, another week in the twos. Well, we always used to talk about Chris Yaron playing twos when his body language wasn't right playing senior footy. And he'd go back to the twos, and he was disinterested. Mm. Mm. And him playing twos, Jeff Garlick playing twos, never did them any favours whatsoever. I'll use the example. Like, a lot of these coaches fancy themselves, you know, teachers, and they've all, you know, primary school stuff, and that seems to be the – ever since Clarko came in and sort of did that, then everyone had to get a primary school teacher in to coach a football team. <laughs> um, but you had these one – the, one of the key tenets of teaching is to recognise no two student – necessarily learns the same way. Correct. So you're with a bunch of eight-year-old eight, eight year old kids, younger, older, and you're sitting there going, okay, well, Tim Tim doesn't learn or isn't engaged by the same things that Fab is. So if I just tailor a one-size-fits-all curriculum, 
well, one of them might be interested, the other one's not. Yeah, and I might miss them both. And I might miss them both. So what I hate is that a football club is about, you know, well, I think I've spoken about on pod the Moonlight Graham thing where you go, if we draft a kid, I want every kid to get a game of senior football, whether it's one game or 300 games. We, we want to develop to the point where they can play senior football. Yep. So in the case of a guy like Dave Cunningham, heaps of ability. Stocker, heaps of ability. Lockie O'Brien, ability and plenty of stuff to work with. Why can't we make that work? Are we applying a one-size-fits-all <clears throat> development philosophy to these guys? I remember when I was younger, I hated you know the book report. and You'd, you'd read a book. This didn't interest me. But one day the teacher had me um, – or we were doing something over the weekend and asked if I would write about the game. You're going to watch the football. I remember we were playing the Bears and write about the game. And I wrote about the game and she goes, from the teacher's point of view, it accomplished comprehension and writing. It did all the things reading a book would do. So from her point of view, she was satisfied. She goes, great. Yep. And for me, I got to actually do something I was more interested in doing. So with a Cunningham, with a Stocker, with an O'Brien, with a Philp, with a Honey, whoever it is, find the trigger. Don't just go, oh, it's too hard. Oh, I don't know. Oh, he's disinterested. And, and realistically, with a series of coaches – these days, rather than just one coach. You know, your head coach oversees everything. If it's going to be the job of Cam Bruce to unlock Lockie O'Brien or whoever mm. it happens to be, just do it. Yeah, just, just do it. sit there and actually go, what do we need to do? Like give oh, – maybe they do it. We said, tell Dave Cunningham, whoever it is, go and – Have go fun. And, you can be the best player on the ground today. Go do it. Be the best player on the ground. Go try to G him up. If he doesn't do it in the first quarter – don't be angry or whatever. Go get him to the place where he can perform, where he can – and that's gonna, that takes a while to find where that is, where that groove is. So yep. um, Marcus uh, got in touch with us. Another fan uh, – any other fans nervous or just as nervous as I was when we were 10 goals in front and they kicked a few in a row? It's always funny. You sort of – because we've been not very good for so long, you don't really understand we're not losing today. Well, I just – You sort I, of go, we, we are. We're 10 goals in front and everyone's going, oh, shit. Well, I, I just saw us <laughs> – Slowing down. I thought we were running out of puff. And there's just been a lot of stories this year about teams that have kicked eight goals and a quarter and all that sort of stuff. And I just had that thought of, could we actually lose this game from here? And in the back of my mind, I'm going, I think we can. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. I I knew we wouldn't, but in the back of your mind, you thought it's not impossible. Crazy. And and so you just, every single time you'd win a contest and you'd, you'd just sort of keep their belief you know, in check, Frio's belief that is, you thought, that's good, that's good. And as you sort of say, 45, 45 point win didn't do the contest justice because that was a 90 point defeat. That was a 15 goal defeat yeah. yesterday. Um, and no one will give us any credit for that at all. We did what we had to do, but we could have done more. Mm. And, and that's, we, we're still incomplete as a team. And, and where we need to be and where we want to be, we've still got a long, long way to go. But at least, at least we're one and two now. We've got a win on the board, and we can just focus on our stuff rather than worrying about outside noise about G. Carlton's not doing well. Uh, you also mentioned just a few general sort of notes: um, speed kills on the wings. We can't play Kerno and Setterfield there. Got to play a Cottrell or Walsh. I've uh, got a few options there. Cutters, as we keep mentioning, another one. Uh, team defence. 
stop putting one bloke under the bus, a team defence is what wins it. And that's what we spoke about last week. Spot on, Marcus. Very good point. Um, John M., who would you bring in next week for Levi's? His time is surely up. Is one decent game in the reserves good enough for Gov? Yes, if he's fit. I think, yeah, with no Sam Day, no Jared Witts, no Zach Smith and no Rory Thompson, four bigs that could play at any role around the ground, you can bring in McGovern mm. rather than needing to bring in Oscar McDonald and maintain the structure. Tim W. mentioned uh, similarly, at what point did you think the game was won? Um, when we got 55 up, I started to relax. <laughs> did you feel, did you feel comf- confident sooner? I felt, look, to be honest, I felt pretty comfortable early-ish in the second. Nine, I, nine goals. I, I, sort, I sort of thought once we kind of doubled their score, but we'd had like three times as many shots, you're sort of going, it's going to take something pretty seismic for this to shift. I reckon we got to both, about five, both ways. five, eight. Yeah. Because the score was about five, eight to three, one. You're sort of like, they're just not having enough shots. Yeah, and you thought with the exception of the fact that we're not, we're not executing. We've got them. We've got them so long as we and you take guys care of business. at the ground. You wouldn't have known this, but that second quarter we had eighty-seven percent time. Was, no, it felt it was one to fifteen. It felt that way. It was yeah. crazy. It felt like this game's just being played in our half. It was like watching Manchester City. It was. It was, it was just like yeah. the opposition just did not have the ball. Uh, Jay Hyde obviously mentioned similarly as Levi done enough to keep his place over McGovern. So a few of the similar kind of things. Jay needs to put a bit of Grecian two thousand in that beard. Is he greying off, is he? He's got the big ginger beard with these two big white tufts. Got the Roy Keane style. I love it. I love so, it. Well, I've, I got, I've, got, a, I've a got a little bit of the silver happening. I haven't seen Jay. It's ridiculous that you haven't seen Jay. Just let you guys sit in your bloody seats. Know, he usually sits next to him. You haven't seen him all yeah. year. <laughs> Last uh, time I saw him, I picked up masks from his house because his wife was making them during lockdown. That's the yeah, last time I, I saw I, Jay. I purchased a couple. Good boy. Yeah. GW, G Wallow, uh, if Kennedy or Cunningham can't get a game in the next four to six weeks, are they on the list next year? Um, it's probably a bit... I think Kennedy might not be. No. Uh, look, Cunningham, if he's not getting the game in the next six weeks, he's probably injured again. Um, but he'd be yeah in a bit of strife. I think that would say plenty about where the club has him. Yep. Because we keep saying it, the way we're playing footy is made for David Cunningham. Well, and I... Or the moment we're if, trying to play footy. If, if we said there wasn't a place on our list for Matthew Kennedy next season, I'm not convinced that the 17 other teams are going to go out of their way to be able to pick him up. But if we were saying we're going to move on from David Cunningham, oh, yeah. I think there would be 17 teams that would say we could use you and he would find his himself yep. at another club comfortably. I found out Jade Paul was the one who asked about Samo, the best halfback flanker when the game is in front of him. Or in the front half. Yep. Um, totally agree. We covered that a little bit earlier. That yep. um, about does us. The mailbox. Stephen Raymond got in touch. Watch the replay. Silvani looking very winter soldier-ish. No wonder it was advertised so regularly on screen yesterday. Not quite sure I understand what he means. But, um, <laughs> Steve. I get I, I, I sort of, yeah. It's like he's, Combining the passions like you, Sean. That's what he's doing. Yep. He's, look, he's a man after my heart, clearly. Um, does anyone else have any notes? Any... Have I forgotten a segment? Um, happy birthday to Lockie Fogarty for oh, um, the day before yesterday. So uh, he's not listening, Tim. No, no, I'm just making the point. Well, the one thing it was we actually... obviously he was feeling good about life. He just had a birthday. Came out, played best game of footy that he's ever played, both in general and 
obviously by extension for Carlton as well. The one thing we do have to touch on here is I've got excellent news to announce here on the pod just now here. This is a, a world first exclusive. You're bringing something on us. What is it's it? It's a world first exclusive. I can announce it here on the pod now for everyone who's listening. Timbo, you've been given a one-week contract extension with the Supercoach team. Yes. What are we called? He's on a he's on a rolling one-week contract. Cast. Yeah. yeah. What, what what is what's our mascot? Banana slugs. We have the banana slugs. <laughs> we'll just be I don't know, Ian, Ghost slugs. Ian Printercast. In Printercast. Yeah, but you need a mascot. Oh, whatever. But anyway, Timbo's had a resounding win this week. I played against We're not the finished. Frio. Oh, it's finished. Don't worry. Yeah, the guy's going to need his last three players to score like he's not gonna, He's not going to score a thousand. So uh, will this take us to the top of the ladder? I don't know. Yeah, probably. So I, I'd probably get to the top on percentage. He's had a big win. Last week was only 14. He really scraped in. We yeah. did. Very narrow and... Very unconvincing. Wes and John Elliott were not impressed. That's right. We were not impressed. We put we the had, call out to tell people to start getting their PowerPoint presentations we right. We had an emergency <laughs> general meeting and we said, uh, we've got a might have to get rid of Timbo. This is not acceptable. <laughs> um, and I'm pleased to say that Timbo and the Banana Slugs responded this week. <laughs> And on the back of that, uh, you've been, as I said, given a one-week contract extension. I'm a thousand and two in front, Fabian, with a game to play. How many have you got to left? Four. You got four players playing Actually, today. Actually, no, five because we've both got CJ. You got playing. five playing today. I've got five playing today. He's got three. What's your score at the moment? One thousand eight hundred and two. Oh, okay, I thought it was a bit higher. Didn't Levi ruin ruin our side? No, no, Hayden Young. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. yes, he did. Yeah, Hayden Young wasn't playing well anyway. He'd only had about three kicks and then... Uh, Didn't he lace one of our guys or hit a shocker out on the full? For a guy that I keep getting told is the best kick the game's ever he seen. Is, he is a good kick. But yeah, there was... <laughs> when Levi blew him up, and it, I actually thought he was going to kill him. Um, <laughs> and the fact that in the end he just need him <laughs> in the hamstring. Just um, need him in the hamstring. You, uh, you thought you'd take that. But then he lay there and you thought... You actually watched him when he tried to stand up and then actually move the leg forward and, and he's sitting there going... It was cooked. Nope. <laughs> this is not going to work. <laughs> so he could miss a couple with a corked hamstring, I would say. It's not looks, ideal. It's not no. a good... Uh, well, that might wrap us up, Fab. Yep. Got anything for us? No, that's it. No it's good comprehensive review. Mm-hmm. It's always good to win. You'll just see how much of the Josh DeLucas we need to bring early against the Gold Coast next week. Yeah, we've got to be switched on for a minute. Yep. They start well. They do. They Alex do. Sexton, big worry. No, he's actually not. He plays well against us, Timbo. Yeah, I, look, I, I wear that. I like Alex Sexton and he's quick and all that sort of stuff, but he's beatable. We've just got to get on top of him early. The whole team is beatable. Yep. All right, good stuff. Well, it's been a pleasure. I've got a special song for you today, Fab. Oh, at least you... Oh. There, there will be a song this week, will there? I know. There's you no were so week. lazy last week. I resent the fact that the man who you literally can resent anything you want goes nowhere to record this podcast, brings no equipment, I've driven him, all the way nothing, here, does nothing to support the podcast apart from sit in a chair and criticise criticises <laughs> others for being lazy. Just tell the fans, mate. The fan, oh, I bring the talent. You bring nothing. All right, Doctor Davis, it's a, a pleasure. Eighties banger. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Always a pleasure, it's yes. a pleasure, Dr. Davis. Thank you. And for you, Faber Ganoush, you giant turd. Arrivederci, <laughs> ragazzi. Goodbye. Goodbye. Go, boys. Go, slugs.